Podcast Answer Man, episode number 184. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, this is the podcast where I help answer all of your questions related to podcasting week after week. Now, 184 episodes, and today I have so much information to pack into this thing, I just don't know if it's going to be possible. Well, folks, you know, the one thing I like to do right at the beginning of a podcast episode is I I love to actually sit down and tell you at the front of the show all of the different topics that I plan on covering in this particular episode. The only thing is, is I'm going to tell you that uh, I don't want to do that today. Uh, Now, I know exactly from beginning to end all the different things that I want to include in this episode. The The only deal is, is there's so much that I want to pack into it that I really don't know if it's possible. And so I might actually put some things off until next week. But I'm going to start off with what's most important to me and share with you something that I'm always passionate about. Uh, But just, I'll I'll tell you what, I I will. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to tell you what I hope to get into this episode. So I'm going to talk about uh, something I'm passionate about, Leo Laporte. Uh, Let's see here. Jeff wants to know how I feel about his audio quality with his Shure SM58 that he called in with. Uh, Steve wants to know my thoughts on website statistics and tracking and uh, podcast stats. Um, Somebody wants to ask me, you know, why are there only 10 episodes showing up in iTunes? Uh, Somebody said, I had Dropio's shut down. Now what do we do? Uh, Somebody had a question about podcast podcast ethics, giving credit to the sources of other people's materials that you're using. Uh, The power of podcasting for your business video. Uh, I'm going to talk about the new studio redesign and a couple webinars that I've got coming up, and uh, yeah, so there's a lot of things, and I just want to get right to it, and start off with what I am most passionate about, and of course, that is always talking about uh, somebody I look up to in the area of podcasting, uh, somebody who really is to blame for my obsession with podcasting, and that would be Leo Laporte. I, I, I may have never heard of uh, podcasting or cared about it as much if I didn't hear about it first uh, many years ago, back in 2005. Uh, when Leo Laporte started podcasting and I heard about it and I read about it on his blog and I'm like, that sounds interesting. So anyway, now here's the deal. First and foremost, if you are a relatively new listener to Podcast Answer Man, and I'm talking about the most recent 50 episodes, if, if you haven't been listening longer than that, and is it really, was it 50, It was it more than 50 episodes ago? Oh my gosh. Wow, almost 50 episodes ago, maybe six, maybe 40. Anyway, I'm not great at math. I should never do math while I'm on uh, recording a podcast. You should know that about me. Anyway, here's the deal. If you're relatively new, you probably have not listened to episode number 130 or 133 of Podcast Answer Man, or maybe you did and you already know all about this. But anyway, episode number 130 was titled, Leo Laporte makes $1.5 million a year from podcasting. Well, it happens to be now that Leo makes a whole lot more than that. In fact, it's $2 million a year. 
and at one point it was 3.1 million uh, one year. So it, he's making lots of money. Now that was the title of that week's episode uh, back in episode number 130. And uh, one of the things that I I was I was just up in arms about is that during this talk that he gave, he said podcasting was dead. And I'm like, ah, oh. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to go into all of that right now. I just encourage you to go back and listen to episode number 130. And I think probably 131 and 132 probably had something, you know, some additional comments for me because I, I had a hard time letting that one go. And a lot of people really defended Leo and, and they said, I don't think you understand what he's saying and blah, 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 and all this. And I think you got it wrong I, I, and all this other stuff. And, and not everybody said that. A couple people said that about me. They said, Cliff, I think you got it all wrong. And, and so basically in episode 133, and oh my goodness, I really, you must go back and listen to episode 133. That episode was titled, Leo Laporte Admits That Nobody Cares About Video. All right, that's episode 133. And in fact, I actually shared in that episode, I had listened to a podcast that I had downloaded and um, I went to go work out and I heard on this on that episode where Leo Laporte says nobody cares about video. And I, I mean, he literally said those words and I, I made notes of it and I went to say, you know, hey, when I do the show, I'm going to pull out that audio clip. Well, guess what? I went to go pull out that audio clip that week and it was missing. It was gone because they had taken the file offline and took and edited that file, cut out where he said those things that he said, and then put a new version of the episode online where that stuff was taken out. And of course, lo and behold, what do I do? I dig into the trash bin where I deleted it after I had originally listened to it. I had the original recording before it was taken offline, before it was deleted, and by golly, I played that audio clip where Leo Laporte says, nobody cares about video, and I put it on there. And of course, you know, there was those same people saying, Cliff, I don't think you understand. Leo Laporte, uh, he, you know, he, you know, he doesn't blah, blah, blah. He doesn't do this. And, and, and he really does know that people care about video. It, it, the video is the way. And he knows this. Now, folks, this is a long time ago. This is probably last year sometime. Okay. So this is a long time ago. Now, um, I, sa- I, I said back then, and I'm going to say it a lot today, uh, video podcasting is not what people want. In fact, today's podcast episode, episode 184, is titled, Leo Laporte Says Audio Is What People Want. Audio is what people want. Now, if I want to encourage you to do one other thing, and of course, that is, I want you to go back and look into the Podcast Answer Man archives. This time, you don't have to dig so far back. All you need to do is go back to Podcast Answer Man, episode number 100. Uh, 80, episode number 180, and it's titled, Why I Prefer Audio Over Video Podcasts. Again, that's episode 180, Why I Prefer Audio Over Video Podcasts. Now, in that episode, of course, I talk about why people want audio and, and, and why people don't want video. And I don't believe people will want video. But here's the thing. Today's episode is not why I don't prefer or why I what you know why I say audio is what people want, but this is where Leo Laporte says it. And I'm so thankful to have this. And I'm gonna just start things off with an audio clip. Now, I think all of this, uh actually no, the first the first two clips I've got right here, no, three clips that I'm gonna play from Leo. 
uh, today are going to be from an interview that he did with somebody from the UK. And uh, let me just go ahead and cue up here audio clip number one. Here it is now. Has the success of uh, shows like Twit, has that um, uh, been given a boost by the fact that you've added video? You know, that, no. And that's, a, uh, that's another interesting gamble that we've taken. You know, all of our revenue, all of it, 100% of the revenue, uh, uh, until very recently, came from podcasts, downloaded audio only. Um, but I felt like po- podcasting wasn't growing. It was growing. It's, very, it's like 1% a month. It's a very slow rate. And um, the, f- the future really, I thought, wasn't in downloaded audio, although that's what people really want right now because it's convenient, it's easy, you can listen in the car. But I thought that there, I believe that the future is in real-time video broadcasting, live TV, not even downloadable video. Because downloadable video, it's big, it, it's expensive to make, and it requires a lot of attention on the part of the audience. You can't do it in the car. You have to be sitting in front of a screen. And the kinds of shows we do, which are long-form shows, I just don't see people sitting in front of the screen for an hour and a half. So, but I do believe people will turn on a live Internet stream and watch it for long, long periods of time. Now, the audiences we have right now are numbered in the thousands. They're not even as big as broadcast television, not even close. Uh, a small cable channel would do you know, much better than we do. But occasionally, as we did last week, we'll get these sudden bursts. And I believe over time, people will start to watch this on a regular basis. Um, we still do the podcasts. That's still the, kind of the bread and butter of the business. But I just think I'm looking forward to a time when live streaming will be really what people want. <laughs> did he just really say that? Seriously, did he just say that? He's looking for a day. He's looking forward to a time when live streaming will be what people want. Has Leo Laporte, Leo, seriously, I, I know you don't listen, but uh, if you did, do you not know about the DVR? Do you honestly believe that the American public want to watch live streaming stuff? Now, in the same interview, uh, I didn't pull out the audio clip, but in the same interview, he talks about why radio stations are dying and, and, and what they need to do to change. And of course, he talks about you know making your content available and, and stuff like that. Uh, but but starting the thing off, I mean, did you hear? It's like video is not what people want. He, in fact, uh, he calls what he's done an interesting gamble. And, and, you know, this is a whole lot different than what people were saying before. You know, video is the future. He's saying video is the future. Video is where people are going to go. Now, here he is one year later saying it's a gamble, you know. And, and in fact, it's a gamble one year later that has not paid off. You know why? Because video, he said in the answer to the question, video has not boosted the size of his audience. The question was, has the video boosted the size of your audience? Leo Laporte says no. In fact, ha ha ha, that was an interesting gamble. Now, what he says next is that he said, well, you know, we, you know, we found that podcasting, audio podcasting growth was stagnant. You know, it was just stagnant uh, with, you know, where it was only growing at like 1% per, you know, did he say 1% per month per year? I'm not sure. Uh, let me let me go back. I, I, I got to listen to that little part of there again. Listen to this. So I'm, I'm going to pull this up and I, I just got to hear that. Has the success of uh, shows like Twit, has that um, uh, been given a boost by the fact that you've added video? You know, that no. And that's a uh, that's another interesting gamble that we've taken. You know, all of our revenue, all of it, 100% of the revenue 
uh, until very recently, came from podcasts, downloaded audio only. Um, but I felt like po- podcasting wasn't growing. It was growing. It's very. It's like one percent a month. It's a <laughs> yes. Thank you. That is so awesome. I'm so thankful to get that. One percent per month is all it was growing. Leo Laporte. Come on, serious. I know. I, I I'm ruining any and every chance of me ever being invited to the Twit Cottage and and to be on Leo's podcast. And 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 I understand that. But seriously, only growing one percent. Folks, do you know? Do you know? How many people listen to This Week in Tech and and some of these other shows? I I do know that uh, there I have heard several on several occasions a couple years ago the report of two hundred fifty thousand downloads each week, and I would have to guess that it's probably closer to somewhere around maybe four hundred to five hundred thousand downloads per episode okay now podcasters i'm talking to you all right i'm talking to you Uh, let's just say on the low end leo laporte only has two hundred fifty thousand subscribers do you know what he says is stagnant he says his podcasting growth is stagnant when he's only adding two thousand five hundred new subscribers every month I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I actually have a calculator in front of me. So check this out. I'm sorry. You know, that's that's merely thirty thousand new subscribers to my content per year. You know, and by the way, that's on the low end. I happen to know it is definitely, hands down, one hundred percent more than that. So only thirty thousand new subscribers. So yeah, obviously, podcasting is dead because that number is such stagnation. I mean, seriously, come on. Anyway, he goes on to say, downloaded audio is what people really want right now because it's convenient, easy, and you can listen to it in the car. You know, it's it's convenient, it's easy, and you can listen to it in the car. That's what Leo Leo Laporte said. He said, downloaded audio is what people really want right now. That is direct Word-for-word word quote from that little clip I just played. He says, Leo Laporte, and this is, this is me paraphrasing, paraphrasing, Leo believes that the future is in real-time video broadcasting. And by the way, I want you to hear this closely. He's not saying the future is in downloadable video. In fact, he, he's not a huge fan of downloadable video. In fact, listen to this. Um, it he says, Leo, uh, it's big, it's expensive, and it requires a lot of attention on the part of the audience. Remember what I was talking about? Why I didn't like uh, in episode one eighty one? Why I don't like video? You can't. And, and this is Leo saying it's expensive. It requires a lot of attention and on the part of the audience. This is another thing he says about downloadable video. You can't do it in the car. You have to be sitting in front of a screen. I just don't see people sitting in front of a screen for an hour and a half. But then immediately, the very next sentence, he says, but I do believe people will turn on a live stream and watch it for long periods of time, just in case there's any sponsors that I'm trying to sell advertisements to. I, oh, wait, no, I added that last part. Uh, no, people aren't going to... I mean, he does, he, he's even said it himself. People, he says, I just don't see people sitting in front of a screen for an hour and a half for to, to watch his podcast. Yeah, are there are there five or 6,000 people that do that? Yes. 
what's the you know five or six thousand people well obviously we know that that's pretty much nothing that's pretty much just stagnation in leo laporte's estimates of of numbers and growth and stuff like that so he he says you know 100 percent until just recently which by the way just recently he's talking about some some live uh kind of covering the event kind of stuff live and some special features that he's done he has been able to to monetize that with selling some some sponsors from like um folks over there that do uh the sling box and some other stuff but but to be honest with you yeah, I've heard him talk about the fact that the, those just aren't going down very well. So no, I, 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 he's, but he says I don't see people sitting in front of a screen for an hour and a half. But he's for some reason he sees the future where people will not care about you know missing the first twenty seven minutes. It's just turn, tune into a live stream, just pick it up because it's going to be twenty four seven. Do you think maybe I'm stretching that a bit? Do you think I'm stretching out a bit? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's listen to clip number two here. Uh, here's. Here's clip number two. Points of view so that I can move around. So uh, will you do more live uh, events? Yeah. They, they seem to be popular. They're, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a bet that they're going. I, I just want to stop there. And I'm going to start it over from the beginning. Do you, again, again, I love how he uses the words now. Gamble. It's a bit of a bet. This stuff isn't popular. You know, th- this guy's feeding is like, listen, you know, you can talk about how popular this video stuff is. And Leo's very careful to say, no, th- this stuff ain't working. Uh, I mean, I, I know I'm putting words in his mouth, but uh, yeah, listen to it. He doesn't believe that anybody's going to sit and watch it for an hour and a half. He doesn't like the fact that people can't do the video in the car. He doesn't like the fact that you have to be sitting in front of a screen. Uh, you know, he doesn't like the fact that, it, you know, the video, downloadable video is expensive and that it requires a lot of attention on the part of the audience. So, so let's, let's listen to this again. Points of view so that I can move around. So uh, will you do more live? Uh, yeah. They, they seem to be popular. They're, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a bet that they're going to be more popular. We haven't yet been able to uh, make money on them, but uh, it's not working. I believe that it's the future. So I want to do basically. I want to turn this into a CNN for geeks, just a twenty-four-seven. There's always somebody sitting here live that you can listen to or watch because we stream audio and video, um, and it, you know it's kind of more radio than TV. It's it's radio with pictures, and that there, that if there's a big story that we'll be talking about it. If there's something you care about, we'll be talking about it. We want to start integrating more phone calls from uh, the audience into this. Um, I need more anchors. We're going to kind of go 24-7. I think it's very exciting. He's going to go 24-7. The CNN for geeks is where he sees the future. He's looking forward to the time when live streaming will be what people want. Hmm. He's not a fan of downloadable video. Hmm. Yeah. But yet... He's not been able to sell advertisement for live, you know, make any money from it. I, those aren't my words. Those are his words. He hasn't been able to monetize this stuff yet. And, and, and you know what? His $2 million a year is coming from his downloadable audio podcasts. Oh, it burns my butter when people say podcasting is dead and they're making $2 million a year from it and then they say podcasting is dead and say that video's in the future and he still, a year later, hasn't been able to squeak out the dollars for his streaming video or his downloadable video. It's the audio people that people want because it's convenient, it's easy, and you can listen to it in the car. And those, my friends, are the words of Leo Laporte, not mine, although I will agree with them. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just passionate about this stuff. 
I'm very passionate about this stuff. Um, you know, I, I, the thing is, is the live streams are never going to be more popular. I mean, the fact is, is that, you know, you turn on CNN, it's like, you know, it's, okay, they re, they repeat the same stories over and over and over again. But I don't have, I don't want to sit down. I remember watching screens over. I remember ZDTV. I loved it back then. It was great before there was podcasting. You know, but man, I, I hated it when I actually got home and and all of a sudden, you know, I turn on the thing and it's like, ah, man, I, I missed the first 38 minutes of the screensavers. Man, that stinks. Did I watch the rest of it? You better believe I did. Uh, but I missed the first 38 minutes. And you know what? It was just before DVRs really got popular and stuff like that. But man, as soon as the DVRs came, guess what? Then I could I could I could record it and I didn't have to watch it when it was live and I could watch it whenever I wanted to. But you know what? I still had to be in front of that screen, which Leo Laporte agrees that people you know it's it's in it's inconvenient. It's not easy. It requires too much attention on the part of the audience. And wow, my audio podcasts that are being downloaded by somewhere between two hundred fifty thousand to five hundred thousand people, growing at a massive rate of two thousand five hundred to five thousand people a month subscribing to this awesome content, is putting two million dollars into this business that I've got here every single year. Hmm. Yeah. I think podcasting is doing just fine for our good friend Leo Laporte. Sounds to me from his audio clips right there that the video stuff cost him $100,000. $100,000. My friends, I could do, I mean, if you get rid of the audio, get rid of the audio, and you look at the technology, I can do every single thing and sound just as good as Leo Laporte with the, you know, if I had the same hosts, the same co-hosts and everything like that, gave everybody the Heil microphones, you could do everything Leo Laporte does in only audio for a fraction of the cost of what, what he's actually put into all the equipment in there. I'm talking, you know, probably $5,000 would be way overboard on what it would cost in equipment to get everybody all hooked up. And then, of course, you've got just your Skype connections and, and, and stuff like that. But uh, you don't need all that video stuff. In fact, go back and listen to episodes number 130 and uh, what I say, 130 and 133. Uh, Leo Laporte said himself, you don't need all this junk. In fact, I got it. That, that's a, oh, I'm sorry. That's the other thing. He, said, he says, you don't need all this crap. Or I don't, I don't know if he called it crap, but I'm almost positive that he might have. I, I'm, he, I'm, he may have actually said, you don't need all this junk or this crap. Or, I, I know he said, you don't need all this stuff. You know, I paid 100. I know he said he, I paid $100,000 for all this video stuff. And by the way, it's much more than that now. Uh, he's, he's, he's definitely upgraded a lot of stuff. But, uh, you know, he's paid more than $100,000 for all that stuff. For $5,000, he could do everything he's doing with his network that's bringing him in the $2 million a year. He could do all of that with $5,000 in equipment. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Audio is what people want. It's more convenient, and they can take it with them in the car or wherever they go. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you want to know one of the things I hate about video is is when you got an audio podcaster that does video, and I found myself did I did this today. We were we did something on the live stream. We did a high five during one of our shows, me and Stephanie, and made a point. It's like, hey, did you see that? And we laughed at ourselves on the video because it was delayed. And she goes, no, I didn't see it. And we did it again. And I'm like, oh, I just did exactly what I hate. I did exactly what I hate. And to give an example of something that I hate, when when uh, audio podcasters who have you know almost a half a million people 
listening to the audio podcast and only about 5,000 people watching the video, this is what happens. This is what we get right here. What is that light over there? And now uh, we'll take a break to answer John's question. What light? Over Damn, where? Over there with all the little dots. You, you don't see others of them around? Oh, yeah. There's a couple. <laughs> Those are called. That? So we're in a video studio. How do you like that sepia shot? We're in a video. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. It seems that my camera's gone into demo mode. And now I'm in. looking better. This is good. This is the FBI witness protection program. <laughs> One more program glass mode. of that uh, wine and you will be pixelated. Oh, that's spooky. Oh, jeez. It's our <laughs> Halloween. Great radio. Halloween edition. Great lit radio. Yeah. Uh, moving along. Yeah, we get that a lot these days on Twit Podcasts. Folks, if you're not watching the video, you're totally missing out. You need to go get the video. You know, that downloadable video that's expensive, that's inconvenient, the, the stuff that, uh, you know, it requires too much of your attention and, and all that other stuff that you don't want because it's not audio. You need to go get it because we're broadcasting it and we're downloading it to you. So you better go get it and watch it because you're missing out. If you're listening to audio, I'm sorry. I know you're you're the people who are the source of 100% of my income, but yet you, my friends, are missing out because we are not you're not getting the smell of vision of our podcast. I, I I mean, come on. Seriously, podcasting, it's here to stay. It is audio. It's what people want. Leo Laporte said it. Now, you know, I don't always disagree with Leo Laporte. In fact, I just wanted to point out uh, that Leo Laporte said some really great things about the Heil PR40 microphone, which, by the way, this the Heil PR40, I found out about it from Leo Laporte. He talked to me personally one night and uh, told me that this is what I should invest my money in, and I, I followed his advice. And uh, I'm just not going to follow his advice to, to look forward to a time when people will want live streaming video that they can turn into halfway through the programming and, and that it's not being downloadable because uh, that's too expensive and all that other jazz. But anyway, I do agree with this, though. I, this, I, I love what Leo says here. Um, I, I, I won a Bob Heil PR40 mic. Uh, in the very first year of the podcast awards, and I said, wow, this sounds good. <laughs> I fell in love with it. Uh, Bob contacted me. He was a sound guy for rock and roll. He did the Quadrophenia setup for The Who. He did the Frampton Comes Alive. <laughs> so he's a really interesting fella. Became a ham, you're exactly right, and was really dissatisfied with the quality as a sound guy with the quality of ham radio microphones. So he started building these great, dynamic, big coil microphones for hams, Turns out this is the best broadcast microphone I've ever used. It's cheap. It's like 325 bucks, and it's better than anything else I've used, even the you know $5,000 Neumanns. And it's funny, the, the other day, the radio station that I'm on in Los Angeles, KFI, which is a big station, and they use, uh, uh, they use, they probably used RE20s for a long time, but they use a big coil dynamic mic. The program director sent me an email and said, we want to sound like you do. What? <laughs> what are you doing? And this is not a. This is not a studio. This is a. There's not no soundproofing in here. This is a room. But these mics are so good. They're so directional, and they actually, they're tuned. I think for for my particular uh, vocal style. I just I've, I'm in love with these. And you notice that that's all we have in here. We love them. I love them too, Leo. And uh, if I can ever come onto your show, I would love it. But obviously, I I, I mean, I pretty much just. I'm probably dead to you, Leo Laporte. <laughs> uh, I, you know, the thing is, I'm just passionate about audio podcasting, and I really don't believe people really care all that much about video. I, I just don't. And I think that you proved it for me, so uh, I don't know. 
You know, the weird thing is I have all the money I need right now to actually go and travel all the way to California, but I, I think that I probably would be banned from their Twit Cottage. <laughs> it's pretty sad because I, I finally have the finances I could go, and, and uh, I've probably not uh, made myself too welcome there. Anyway, Leo, if, if you're listening, I, I, I care about what you say so much. And the only reason I'm so passionate about what you say is because I believe that you have such influence in the world uh, when it comes to technology and podcasting. And, and it just hurts when, when you say that, that podcasting isn't, you know, it's, it's stagnant. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of podcasters. I, I, I rub shoulders with a lot of podcasters who would love to have an additional 2,500 to 5,000 new subscribers every month. They would love it a whole lot. And, and, and here's the deal. I, I, I won't tell you how many subscribers I have to this podcast, but this podcast right here pretty much uh, has, is earning me more money than I've ever made before in my life. And all the years I made selling insurance back in the day, um, I used to make a minimum of $87,000 a year. I'm making more than that just from this one podcast. And I'll tell you what. I don't have 2,500 subscribers. And if I had 2,500 more subscribers every week, uh, you know, it, it, that'd be a pretty thing. It'd be a pretty thing. But you know what? I don't need 2,500 new subscribers. All I care about is the next 10. And if I can build relationships with those 10, because that's what it's all about for me. All right. So next up, we're going to move to Jeff Walters. We're going to see if, uh, or Jeff Waters, I have, sorry, Jeff, uh, and see if we can't get through as many of these other uh, items that I have in my show here. So uh, let's take it away, Jeff. Hi, Cliff. Jeff Waters here from lifeupfront.com. Hey, I had a comment and a question for the podcast Answer Man. First of all, Cliff, I wanted to thank you for doing what you do. You really helped me get over the hump here and getting a podcast off the ground. And one of the things that you talk about is having a condenser mic versus a dynamic mic. You clearly are supportive of the dynamic mic. I was a hair's breadth away from buying a blue snowball USB mic until I found your podcast and you sort of talked me out of it. I wasn't, however, ready to go to a mixer and all the other equipment. I I still wanted to record right into the computer to start with, though I do see down the road when I'm up and running, I will probably move to a mixer solution. So... What I did is I bought an SM58 dynamic microphone. Again, I'm trying to keep the cost low on this to begin with, but in one of your episodes, you mentioned that that could be a good dynamic mic as a second mic. Um, And then I bought a device from ART, a company called ART. It's called a Tube MP Project Series. Um, basically this device will accept an XLR input from a dynamic mic and send it via USB to my computer. All of this was uh, relatively inexpensive along with a pop filter. And that's what you're listening to right now. So, uh, just a tip. I thought I would throw that out for folks who are sort of wavering. Uh, you could still go with a dynamic mic with XLR, XLR, XLR inputs. Um, and that will grow with you as you uh, as you grow your system. So, Cliff, my question for you is: I know that uh, you're a self-described audio snob, and that when you listen to new podcasts, there's a certain level of quality at which, no matter how good the content is, you're not going to listen. And my question is: with the basic setup that I have here, 
would you continue to listen to a podcast with this quality? So thanks again, Qu- Cliff. I really appreciate everything you've done. Your products are awesome. Um, and I've, uh, I've, I've gotten a couple of videos from you or one video from you on uh, how to set up WordPress for podcasting, which was fantastic, even for somebody with a lot of skill at uh, HTML and computer stuff. Um, and your podcasts are just a godsend for people out there who have something to say and need to find a way to say it. Thanks again, Cliff. Jeff, to answer your question, with your audio quality that was just presented to me here in this audio feedback, I would certainly subscribe to your content, provided that the content was interesting to me. And if you had instead been using a Logitech headset with the little tiny boom microphone off to the side or uh, a blue snowball microphone with your voice echoing off the walls and and me hearing, you know, the computer fans blowing in the background and 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 the dog, you know, basically uh, scratching the fleas off of his back. Uh, no, I would not. But I, your audio quality there is excellent. And uh, if you want to know, uh, my one of my favorite podcasts that I do subscribe to every week uh, is ConnieAndSheilaTalk.com. That's S H E I L A. ConnieAndSheilaTalk.com. And they use Shure SM58s as well. And I do believe it is a great microphone to start with. In my opinion, the Shure SM58 is the beginning microphone for a podcaster, unless you're just a, seriously into this as a hobby and you won't even spend about 150 to 200 bucks, then, then, then yeah, having yourself a, a nice, um, um, you know, cheaper setup is is probably the way you want to go but uh we're talking mostly here my, my main audience here are people who have something important they want to say and are willing to invest just a little bit to make it sound good and and jeff you sound good all right so next we want to know uh what steve is looking for steve howard and uh steve i'm looking for my mouse cursor here I, i've switched to a a two a two uh uh display setup here in the studio so uh we're now going over to Steve Howard. Take it away, my friend. Hi, Cliff. This is Steve Howard from the Born to Farm podcast. Um, question for the podcast answer man today. I know you're not a big fan of statistics, but I'm basically just getting out, getting going, as you know. Thanks for all your help. But I've been trying to basically just see if anybody's listening out there. So I was curious of within WordPress, what is your recommendation of a good basic statistics tool? Not stats to get the real detailed everything, but just kind of track trends. All I'm looking for is something along the lines of the one that you see on the uh, WordPress.com website when you open one of the free blogs. Something simple like that. Thanks, Cliff. Keep up the great work. Looking for the next episode. See you later. Well, it's been years since I logged into a WordPress.com dashboard and see what they're actually showing you now. But it sounds to me like that would be more about the stats of people coming and visiting your site and browsing around and all that stuff. And I could be wrong, but if I if I'm right, then what what you might be looking for is uh, setting up a free account with Google Analytics. Just go to Google.com/analytics. 
and then sign up for a free account there and go in and set up a profile for your domain and then go into uh, your dashboard in WordPress and go ahead and click over there where it says plugins on the left-hand side. You want to click the add new button. And then when you get there, it's going to have the ability to do a search for plugins. And what you want to do is you want to do a search for Google Analyticator or actually just type in Google Analytics and Google Analyticator plugin will pull up. Then what you do is you just go ahead and click to install that. And then you'll have the option after it's installed to activate that. And then you go in and you configure it. And what it's going to do is it's going to ask you to log in or you might go over to Google Analytics to get a little code that you just paste in there. Either way should work. And then basically from that point forward, it puts the code down in your footer so that every time somebody loads one of your pages, Google Analytics will track it. And it does give you, when you first sign into your dashboard on the main dashboard page, it gives you a nice little bar graph of showing your traffic over the last 30 days. So that's really cool. I like that. I use that. Um, as far as tracking stats of people listening, um, I, I would suggest if you're not, uh, I, I think you might be using Libsyn. If I don't, if I remember correctly, I know that Steve Howard's one of my clients and uh, I believe that you're using Libsyn. And if you're using Libsyn, then just sign into your Libsyn account and click on your statistics. And that's going to give you a really good breakdown right there of how many people are downloading that episode. Now, of course, there are going to be people who download your episode and maybe not listen to the episode. You won't be able to know that, um, but at least you're going to get a good feel of trends. And that's what you said you're looking for is, is overall trends. Is this thing building? Is it growing? Stuff like that. I'm really a fan of of uh, the Lipson stats. And I hear Blueberry does a good job. I've not seen them myself, uh, but I hear that they do a decent job with stats as well. Uh, another place you can go, I don't know if they still do it, but uh, let me see if it's podtrack, P-O-D-T-R-A-C.com. Is that right? Or yeah, that, wow, I got that right the first time. I, I haven't, I haven't looked at podtrack in years, but uh, just go to podtrack, P-O-D-T-R-A-C.com. And I think they used to have something that will do some redirecting of your traffic and they'll do some stats for you there. I, I, it's not something I would really recommend. I just... Personally, I would just go and get a Lipson account. Uh, that's that's the way that I would do it. All right, so we're going to move right along here. Wow, we are doing pretty good. Uh, let's see here. The next question is uh, over here, and somebody wants to know why only 10 podcast episodes are showing in iTunes. Here we go. Hi, this message is for the podcast answer man. This is Manifestini from manifestini.com. Anyhow, my question was regarding the iTunes, the publication uh, link between FeedBurner and iTunes. For some strange reason, I have the media going to the FeedBurner from my website, and it only shows maybe the top ten uh, feeds that are there, and my other feeds fall off into the background. Although I can see them, I use WordPress and uh, Yahoo as my service provider, I can see my feeds there, all of my episodes in one long menu, in one page. I mean, it's not a real deep website. It just has one page with all the links just stacking on top of each other. But for some reason, when it gets over to FeedBurner, it doesn't have every single episode. It starts dropping off the last of them. Anyhow, you had answered part of my question in a Facebook text, and I wanted to make sure that I get elaborate with it, because it's still, I wasn't able to find that section that you were talking about to make FeedBurner see more of my feeds 
from my website so that all episodes are there. Because right now in iTunes, I have just the uh, episode 5 through 15 showing when really the beginning of the podcast is from episode 1 and forward to show the growth and the the plan of this specific podcast. Anyhow, uh, give me a buzz back. I'd love to hear it on your episode. If the question has been answered, I haven't seen it. I believe I've listened to all of them, and this is just kind of a weird little thing. Take care. I appreciate all you're doing, and have a great day. All right. Thank you so much for the call and for the question. Now, I have covered this within probably at least two or three episodes out of the last 183 prior to this, but uh, that's okay. It's not a big deal. I answer this question quite a bit for people who uh, contact me. And so here, here's the answer to your question. Uh, the feed burner has absolutely nothing to do with how many episodes your podcast is showing. Feed burner does one thing and one thing extremely well. They take your feed that you have from WordPress and they basically take all the, all the information you have in that feed. They basically just put a couple different pieces of code on there to give you keywords, to give you a little bit of a description, to give you a category for iTunes. They do a couple other neat little things to your feed. But basically, as far as the content, they duplicate the content from your feed from whatever you sent it. So if you've taken your feed from WordPress and you've sent it over to to FeedBurner, if your if your WordPress feed has only three things in it, then FeedBurner is only going to have three things in it. If your if your WordPress has you know three hundred things in it, well, as long as it's not over I think five hundred and twelve k or whatever that one size limit is, then and FeedBurner is going to have three hundred episodes in it. The only thing is, is of course, uh, if it's if it's too large, FeedBurner would just give you an error and tell you that. Here's the situation though. Um, this is what you do. Just go go ahead and sign into your dashboard. Go to whatever your site is slash WP admin. Log in there. Go on over to the left-hand side and scroll down where it says settings. Then next, you want to click on the reading button. Then once that page pulls up, it's going to be your reading settings page. Then you're going to see where it says front page displays. We don't care all about that right now. You're going to see where it says blog post pages show at most, and mine currently says five. And in fact, I'm actually going to change that to 15. I'm just going to really blast that baby right on up there. Uh, and right now, um, the, the one that you're concerned about right now, syndication feeds show the most recent, and by default, WordPress is set to 10 items. So this is where you would change it. Now, Podcast Answer Man actually says syndication feeds shows the most recent 75 items. So if you subscribe to Podcast Answer Man in iTunes using this free podcast feed, you will get the most recent 75 episodes because that's what the WordPress feed is giving you. And FeedBurner just gives you a a quote-unquote optimized iTunes and podcasting compatible feed that also will have that same 75 episodes. Now, by the way, if anybody would like to subscribe to Podcast Answer Man and be able to download all 184 episodes of Podcast Answer Man, all you need to do is become a gspn.tv slash uh, plus member. So just head over to gspn.tv slash plus. It's only $10 a month and you get every single episode in the RSS feed. Plus you get a ton of other podcasting content. I release somewhere between seven to 15 podcast episodes per week. So go check that out. gspn.tv slash plus. You can subscribe to the plus member feed and you'll, like I said, you can get all 184 episodes here for, uh, 
uh, for your downloading pleasure. Now, for those of you who are not Plus members and you don't want to become a Plus member, every episode of Podcast Answer Man is available for free at podcastanswerman.com. Just browse through the archives link over at the right-hand corner of the site. Just go down and search by date and browse back and forth and all that other good junk, and you can you can listen to it all right here from the website. Uh, and, of course, like I said, you always do get the most recent 75. Anyway... So um, that's it. Just change your uh, syndication feed shows the most recent. You said you have 15 episodes. Here's the deal. You change it to 14, it's going to show the most recent. It's going to show episodes number two through 15. It's not going to show that first episode. So make sure you change that. I would suggest changing it to just 100 just to to get it on taken care of there. All right. So let's move on to the next call because we still have a lot more to do. And this one's about Dropio. And uh, let's see here. We are ready to go with that. It's Samuel. Hi, this is Samuel Lewis from Williamsburg, Kentucky, and I have a question for Podcast Answer Man. I've been using Drop.io to serve up my podcast, and I have a problem. They just recently got bought up, I guess you could say, by Facebook, and they are canceling the service December the 15th. That leaves me with, of course, only one problem. I don't know where to host my files now to where I can get them to my listeners. I'm a small hobbyist podcaster. I'm not really ready to take it to the next level, as you say yet. But I need your advice on where is the best place to host these and something that could be relatively cheap. I am willing to pay, of course, but not thousands of dollars, obviously, just to get my hobby podcast out. But if you could help, I would really be grateful. Thank you, and keep up the good show. Bye. Samuel, thank you for calling in, my friend, and you, my friend, are the test case and the example that I will give for why I'm not a fan of free hosting solutions, because guess what? They don't have a revenue model, and they will one day sell or die. That I mean, it, it's just that it, it, it's, it's, it's eventually going to happen. When there's no revenue model, then, then uh, it, it's just not going to be good for you. And, and I don't know how many episodes you have, but if you had, if you have ten episodes, then it's not going to be too hard for you to switch over to another host. Not a big deal at all. Well, the thing is, is what if you find us? What if you go to another replacement? Now you said you're not afraid of spending money. You just don't want to spend thousands. And the good news is, is I don't know anybody that have to spend thousands. I mean, I'm putting, I'm putting out, uh, I've. I'm putting out tons of content, and the most I pay right now is $120 a month for my media hosting. Uh, so I pay $120 a month, but I'm delivering se- you know somewhere between seven and 15 podcast episodes per week. So I, I can guarantee you, you're not going to do that. So um, yeah, the- basically what you want to do is you want to find a, I would suggest a paid for solution. Now, if you want to go free, just go out and do a search for archive.org, archive.org, and see how you can sign up for their free hosting account. Uh, the only thing is, is their, I mean, their their download speeds are slower than snot in the wintertime. Uh, so uh, you, you pretty much, you don't even want to bother with them, but oh, some people do. 
Um, you know, there, there's another service out there. Amazon S3 is pretty cheap, but the thing is, is that there's, you know, you really don't know how much you're going to pay until the end of the month. And I really don't like that idea. I mean, what if, you know, what if you think, yeah, oh, yeah, I've only got 80 subscribers and that's probably all I'll ever have. And then one day you get 80,000 downloads because Oprah talked about you or something, uh, you know, and, and, or the 800,000. And then all of a sudden you get this big, huge, you know, $5,000 bill from Amazon S3 or whatever. Uh, here's the, here's the thing. I like Libsyn. L-I-B-S-Y-N stands for Liberated Syndication. L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Libsyn dot com. And uh, probably the $15 a month Classic 25 will work for you. However, uh, if you got a bunch of files that you need to upload, depending on how many you are, you might actually run into your upload limit on the server uh, initially. So you're only allowed that amount of space. I think it's the Classic 250. So it's uh, 250 megabytes per 30 days um, that you can use up. And of course, uh, after 30, after each file is 30 days old, it drops off into the archives and then it frees up that space again. So hopefully that answers your question. Uh, you can also check out blueberry. I understand that's blueberry, like blueberry only without any ease. It's crazy. I know. But anyway, blueberry has hosting. Uh, There are a couple other solutions out there. Just, just look for free. If you're looking for free, look for free podcast hosting and you'll find a bunch of different services out there. But I would really, honestly, I would recommend that you try out Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. It's who I use. All right. So next up, we are going to take you over to, uh, let's see here, uh, Chris, who has a question about podcast ethics. Uh, let's go. Hey, Cliff. This is Chris Ross from Erin, Tennessee. I have a podcast I'm trying to start called SchoolofTech.tv. It's an educational technology show where schools can share edtech news, reviews, and how-tos. My question is about podcast ethics because on the show, we're going to be sharing other sites' information. I want to be fair to the original sources, but I need to find a way to bring in revenue via sponsors or affiliates to at least uh, cover hosting costs. How can I keep the balance? Uh, how can I balance it all out? By the way, thanks for speaking at Bar Camp Nashville. I had never heard of podcast Answer Man, but now I can't stop listening to it. Thanks for everything you do, Chris Ross, Mayor, Tennessee. Thanks. All right, Chris. Thank you very much for calling in that question. Podcasting ethics, absolutely. You must credit your sources. Now, what can you do to credit the sources? I'm going to tell you the best case scenario. Anytime. Anytime you're thinking about using somebody else's content and then talking about it in your podcast, I personally would get permission to do so. Now, is that absolutely required? Eh, that can be a little bit of a gray area. I mean, you could talk about say, hey, I read over here at this place and stuff like that. The thing is, is you always want to credit your sources. If you're getting content from somewhere else, credit your source. Um, matter of fact, that reminds me, I should probably tell you, if you go to hey.com, again, that's H-E-Y.com, that's a, uh, a brand new site for, I think, is his name Dane Goldman? Anyway, he's the guy who used to work, Golden, that's it, I'm sorry, Hey hey.com, and that's Dean or Dane Golden. He used to work with Leo Laporte over there at Twit, and the place where I saw that video originally, the one that I just told you about, was um and I, I don't see it I don't see it there anymore unfortunately I, I would love to tell you that I, I see it here but I don't but the video that I, I told you about was on um 
his site. That's where I found it, the Leo Laporte interview. But anyway, that so anyway that that is um, definitely where I found it, that source. So by the way, that's my source. But yeah, I definitely credit your sources. Even if you don't get permission, tell people that hey, this content that I'm giving you, it's not really mine. Um, you know, it, it's somebody else's. Now, most of the content that I give you here, it's pretty much mine, uh, and you can tell because it's all so opinionated and. And not everybody agrees with me, but that's fine. Anyway, but yeah, credit your sources. Always, matter of fact, I would I would even suggest linking back to their sites. But here's the situation: get permission. It doesn't take very much to get permission. That's my suggestion: is let let people know. Say, hey, do you mind if I share this? I'll pr- I'll provide. You know, number one, I'll mention you in my podcast, and number two, I'll put a link in my show notes back to your site as the original source. Do you mind if I do that? And uh, more than likely, they probably won't mind uh, having the exposure. But I can tell you what, um, you know, if it gets back to them and you're using their stuff, before, you know, without their permission, you could run into some pretty serious issues. And so uh, podcasting ethics is credit your sources at all times. All right. So uh, the last things here that I have, wow, I'm actually going to get through all of this stuff. I cannot believe it. Uh, po- the power of podcasting for your business. I created a video, which basically, if you wanted to be at PodCamp Nashville and see my talk, I made a 14-minute video that summarizes in very clear detail exactly what my PodCamp Nashville talk was all about. And I, I must say, I- I'm patting myself on the back right now and telling you it, it it's pretty cool. I'm pretty I'm pretty darn satisfied with how the power of podcasting for your business video came out. And so I encourage you to check that out. It's at podcastanswerman.com slash business. All right. Podcastanswerman.com slash business. Check that video out and uh, you know it, it's it's good stuff. It's cool. All right. The I the other thing is is this past weekend, I want to let you know I spent three days, three full days redesigning my studio. I have nine photos and two videos showing the uh, the transition of my studio, my podcasting gear and setup, how it looked five years ago and how it's looked over the course of time and how things have built up to where it is today. And man, the photos at the top of that page are cool. I'm pretty darn satisfied with the way my studio is looking these days. So again, check that out. It's over at podcastanswerman.com slash studio setup. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash studio setup. All right. Now, um, if you're interested in he- hearing all about my podcasting equipment setup, as far as, uh, uh, well, let me just tell you, I'm going to be doing a webinar. It's going to be called Inside the Studio uh, Podcast or Equipment Setup and Podcasting Workflow. Let me explain to you what this webinar is going to be about. I am going to show you every single piece of equipment that I use in my studio. I'm going to tell you what it is, what it does, why I have it. Then I am going to show you in a diagram exactly how each and every single piece is put together. And then after I show you all of that, then I'm going to share my podcasting workflow. My friends, if you don't know this, every Thursday from 8.30 in the morning until 4 o'clock in the afternoon, actually until 5 because then I record Podcast Answer Man while I'm offline. But anyway, I within 8 hours on a, on, or actually within 9 hours on a Thursday, I record 8 podcast episodes back to back. 
And I am not kidding you when I say that when I'm recording the second episode of the day, the first podcast episode is already being posted online. When I'm recording the third podcast episode of the day, the second podcast is already posted online. And by the way, when I sit down for dinner at time, it is entirely possible that all eight podcast episodes are already online. I'm going to sit sit down and share with you step-by-step every single step in the process, every click of a button, every piece of software, every piece of hardware, how it all comes together for me to record live shows on the internet, and not only that, but to be able to just process those things, upload them, post them to the site, and get them delivered out to 60,000 people a week. That, my friends, is what's gonna be in the Inside the Studio podcast equipment setup and podcasting workflow. I'm going to show you how it's all done. Check it out. That, my friends, you can sign up over at, uh, just go to podcastanswermind.com slash studio setup. That blog, that entire blog post all about my studio has all kinds of buttons in there where I, I promote the heck out of this webinar that I'm doing. So, uh, by the way, that's coming up on Saturday, November 13th. So not this coming, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, Saturday, November 13th. And that, my friends, is going to happen between the hours of 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. And if you cannot make it, sign up anyway, because the tickets for this thing are only $39. People pay me up to $300 to spend two hours with them to share the same information. It's only $39. And here's the other thing is, when the digital product of this is available, and it will eventually be available, uh, not immediately available for purchase, but when it's eventually made available for purchase, it will not just be $39. It will be more. So you should get into this webinar fast. It is Now, this is going to be limited to 100 people, and this is one webinar I believe is going to sell out. Um, in fact, I just want to give you an update. My thesis webinar tomorrow, which is just me sharing with you how to take the thesis theme, which is a premium paid-for theme, and how I take a basic plain-looking default WordPress installation. I'm going to show you step-by-step how to confirm conform that into something that looks just like podcastanswerman.com, virtualassistantpodcast.com, or gspn.tv. I'm going to show you step-by-step exactly what I do inside of the thesis settings to make my sites look awesome and to to set them up to where uh, they'll look just like mine do. And of course, that is this Saturday. And it was the first test that I have of this um, where um, you know I did the $39 pricing. And I want to let you know, this, this is one that I didn't know if it would be interesting to just everyone. Uh, you know, a lot of people have their WordPress already set up. And here's the deal. I'm, I'm pulling up the, uh, the list right now. I currently have 40 people who have signed up for $39 a piece. 40 people who have signed up for my thesis configuration webinar. You can sign up for this thing all the way up through this Saturday, November 6th. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. This Saturday, November 6th, and you can sign up all the way up to one hour before. Even if you cannot make it to these events live, please sign up anyway because anybody who signs up for the webinar, whether you make it or not, the very fo- the following week, within seven days of the webinar, you will be provided with video recordings, high-quality video, high-quality audio recordings of the entire session. Uh, and that's included with the price of your admission. So the thing is, is get there while you can. There are still 60 seats left in the thesis 
webinar and I can tell you right now the inside the studio stuff is going to go fast. In fact, I just put that online today and there are already 10 spots sold. So only 90 seats left in that. So friends, sign up. Even if you can't make it live, you will get it. And I can, the the, the thesis is probably going to be sold for $39. Uh, but I would, you know, the thing is, is when that's going to happen, that really, I'm not sure. But if you sign up for the webinar, you'll get it the, within seven days of this. You'll get it within the next week. So, so that's for sure. And and of course, um, you know, the the other, the inside the studio, that one I know for a fact is going to be more expensive than $39. So get in on it. Trust me. And, and plus, it benefits me. Helps me continue to provide all this totally awesome content. And in fact, I'm here giving you, pumping this thing even fuller to the gill with so much content because I've been so blessed by you guys. And, and I can't tell you how much I thank you. If you guys are not on the mailing list, get on the mailing list over at podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list. GSPN, or no, podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list. Um, and then one other thing I just want to let you know, mind mapping wa- webinar. I am just now getting sold on this concept of doing mind mapping. Uh, it, it finally clicked for me. And uh, I've got a friend of mine who's doing a mind mapping webinar. And if you're looking to learn how to, to put thoughts in, you know, thoughts into actionable, detailed products, um, you know, that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm doing with mind mapping. It's, it's really cool stuff. And uh, anyway, if you go to gspn.tv slash mind mapping, that's a link to my friend who's doing a uh, webinar called Effective Mind Mapping. And if you use uh, discount code GSPN uh, in the uh, shopping cart there, you will get 10% off of that webinar. Also want to let you know, uh, I've been informed that two people have signed up for Jason Van Orden's traffic attraction formula. I don't know who those two people are, but I just want to say thank you. Uh, and as I promised you before, I, I, or at least told you up front, I get a commission on that. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, and for those of you who signed up and, and got all those free videos, I want to say thank you to those of you who said how much you were inspired by those videos. And please, whatever you do, don't feel bad about the fact that you didn't pull the trigger, that you didn't buy the product. That's not the important thing. The important thing is that you got exactly what I hoped that you would get, that you would be able to be inspired by the th- the free videos that Jason gave. And if you wanted to move forward, then sure, Jason was going to make an appeal. I told you guys he would. But the thing is, is those videos were awesome, weren't they? Anyway, I'm thankful that a lot of you took me up on the offer. Very thankful. And then one final thing here, something I might do. I, I, I think I'm going to start doing this. You guys know I have a, an affiliate with Bluehost uh, you know, for my my website hosting and I'm having issues with GoDaddy again over at GSPN. Anyway, I'm so thankful Podcast Answer Man's on Bluehost. Anyway, you guys know if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting, podcastanswerman.com slash hosting, you can read about how I feel about Bluehost and, and their services for podcasters. It is the way to go. If you're on GoDaddy like me, uh, eventually one of these days I'm going to have to switch. I'm going to have to. I think I'm going to hire somebody to switch all my stuff over. Anyway, uh, what I've decided to do, you guys are you guys are signing up left and right for Bluehost. And I have a long list of domains that have been registered. And I'm going to start promoting them. 
And uh, just as a way of saying thank you, because by the way, I get a commission if you use my affiliate link. So there's affiliate links at podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. And of course, there's there's the buttons on the side of my site. I just want to say thank you to Bunadello.net, ConnieAndSheilaTalk.com, MorningMana.com, GeekGirlTalk.com, Fibro180.com, TDKTalkSTM.com. Those are all linked in the show notes, and I'll be giving you more week after week. Sign up for Bluehost using my code, and maybe you'll hear your podcast website on my show in the future. And I ran out of music. Anyway, talk to you later. I told you I had a lot. God bless you all. Until next time, join the community.